Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I am your host, Peter Komalafe. This is where we talk about money and all things personal finance, where we help you make the best financial decisions possible because money is a tool and life is for living. This week is National Debt Week, which means that it is the time of year where we try to build awareness around debt. Now, if you are listening to this on podcast, which is via Spotify, Apple, however it is that you listen to the podcast, this will also be available as a video on YouTube. So you might want to go over to the channel. It will be available from 12 p.m. Because I want you to see and hear me have this conversation with you. Because this is something that is very, very close to my heart. And actually, my book is out right now. And I actually have a chapter on this specifically. Now, I want to take a different tact with this because we have spoken about debt on the channel before and certainly on the podcast. And in those episodes, I've kind of given you solutions, given you uh, things to take away. Whilst this episode is designed to be as helpful as possible, I just really want to have an honest conversation with you about the toll that debt takes on us and certainly took on me through my journey. And 15 years dealing with this, um, it's a long time. You know, I, I've been doing some PR for the book over the past week and people have asked me about how I've managed to get away from debt and build some financial security. And they've asked me how I felt and what the consequences of that were. What did I learn from it? And the big thing that I've learned from it is the fact that debt robbed me of time. It robbed me of 15 years where I was kind of, I felt like I was stood still. And so if you are in a position at the moment where you are dealing with debt, it may feel like it's a weight on your shoulders. It may feel as though it's this huge gray cloud over your head. I want you to take courage and I want you to be empowered by this episode. But first, I do want to kind of paint the picture of how big our debt problem is. And again, I talk about this in the book. And if you've not already ordered the book, there will be a link in the show notes for you to order the book. There are some practical tips within that. Now, in the book, I actually talk about the fact that debt is one of those things that as a nation, we have become accustomed to. We do need debt. We need to be able to borrow money for mortgages, for cars, for all sorts of things now. And in the digital age where we have things like buy now, pay later, we've got Kalana and other services like that, debt is now a little bit more easy to access. It's not just personal loans anymore or overdrafts or credit cards. It's the high interest buy now, pay later and payday loans, which tend to wreak havoc on people's finances. And it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle because when I think back to my own experience and my own journey, I got into debt because I was homeless, I couldn't afford to eat, and so I started bouncing checks. And beyond that, later on, I started using overdrafts, and overdrafts became a big problem because with an overdraft, what tends to happen is you get paid, you use your overdraft, and the next time you get paid, your overdraft eats up most of what you've used, well, all of what you've used in the overdraft, taking away money from your pay. So you're constantly and consistently in the minus throughout that time. Now, for me, 
I avoided my bank statements for such a long time because what was the point in me looking at my bank statement? I was always in the minus. I was probably in the positive for one day, if that. And that meant that I avoided things. I didn't I didn't look at statements. I didn't pay attention to it because I just knew it was a depressing, depressing sight that I just didn't want to deal with. And this is back in, you know, 98, 99, 2000. I mean, we're 20 years on from that point and our debt issues have become bigger. So I just want to run some stats by you just to kind of build the picture and the scale of the problem that we have, because don't, don't get this twisted. This is a problem. This is a big, big problem. Okay. Now the average UK household debt currently stands at 65,346 pounds. This is as of August 2022. Between July and September 2022, 315 people a day were declared bankrupt in England and Wales. That means that we have 27 million adults in the UK who are struggling with some form of debt. Just let those numbers sink in. And you may be one of those 27 million people who, who, who's dealing with debt, who's struggling with debt right now. Let that sink in. Now, according to the Money Health, the Money and Mental Health Policy Institute, I should say, 46% of people with debt problems also have mental health issues. Now, if you've read the book, I actually recount my experience with this. And you know what the scary thing is? I didn't realize that it was a mental health issue until I actually started writing the book. And I was, as I was writing the book, I realized that what I thought was normal back then was not normal at all. I dealt with it, but it did take a toll. I had sleepless nights, I had panic attacks, I had huge anxiety, feeling depressed, right? Because I felt as though I'm just stuck. Again, this gray cloud over my head, feeling like the weight of the world is just on my shoulders. And you may be one of these 27 million people right now who's struggling with debt, and you may feel exactly the same way. Well, I'm here to tell you in this episode that that's okay. That is okay. You shouldn't feel ashamed by it. You shouldn't feel embarrassed by it. What I would encourage you to do and what I really want you to do is to actually embrace that. Because when I think about my own journey, I started to feel empowered and liberated when I actually gathered up the courage to deal with it. And that took a lot of introspection, a lot of introspection. The other stat that I want to just share with you is that 63% of people with mental health problems find it harder to make financial decisions. Think about that, 63% of people. I know that I was one of them, 100% for sure. Because again, I didn't look at my overdraft. There was no way I was looking at that thing. It was depressing. I wouldn't open my bank statements. I wouldn't open, open up my credit card statements. I just buried my head in the sand. And that's something called the ostrich, ostrich effect, where you just can't face up to the reality of it. I've been there. I've, I've seen it. I felt it. I've done that. And if you're listening to this or you know anyone who's struggling with debt right now, I would encourage you, please share this. Let them come and listen to this conversation. Let them come and watch this conversation. Because... My, my deepest hope is that from this episode, someone will just garner the courage 
to take the first steps, to take the first steps in really, really trying to figure this out. So look, how did I get to the point where I am right now, where I have very little debt? Actually, I've got no personal loans. I have no car finance. I have no credit card debt. I have no overdraft debt. I don't do buy now, pay later. I don't do pay, payday loans. The only debt that I have is for my mortgage and the house here, and it's relatively small in comparison to most people. And I think one of the things that is really important for us to acknowledge is the fact that I've already said at the top of this, you know, we do need debt. We do need debt. We need debt to buy homes. We need debt to buy cars because it is unlikely that a lot of people are going to be cash rich enough to buy a home outright, to buy a car outright, right? So debt is is a part of our life. The challenge that I want to put out with this episode is how much of a part of our lives should it be? And do we understand the difference between good and bad debt? So good debt, and I explain this in the book. So again, guys, go and get the book and read the book. It's, it's really great. It will help you when it comes to this element of the basic formula. When you think about good debt, good debt will be things like your mortgages because it allows you to acquire something that will either increase your income or increase your net worth, appreciate in value in some way, shape or form. So it's actually adding benefit to you. So examples of good debt, what alluded, mortgages, good debt. You could argue that business loans are good debt, especially if you have a successful business that you're able to grow, generates you an income. You might be lucky enough where you become a founder that actually sells that on it, will increase your net worth. You could argue that student debt is a good debt, depending on whether you actually use your education in a job that you that you trained for, right? That your degree is in. It could be classed as a good debt. But bad debt is the opposite, right? Bad debt is all of those horrible things, these things that, I say horrible, pointless things, right? That in the scheme of things, they don't really add any benefit at all to the larger picture that we're trying to build to in life, right? Bad debt will be things like car finance, and I've spoken about this on YouTube quite a bit now. Car finance, horrible debt, bad debt, right? You think about things like personal loans, potentially could be a bad debt if it's not used for, you know, something that's going to generate you an income, right? But personal loan, you know, car finance, I should say, is probably one of the worst debts that you could possibly take out. Credit cards, also bad. Again, it's all about the, the utilization of this debt. What I'm trying to say here is we need to think more thoroughly about how we use debt. We need to be intentional around this. And on Debt Awareness Week, there is no better time to have this conversation. Are you taking out car finance because, well, you know what, you want the flashiest car to impress the neighbor next door? Or are you taking out a car finance deal for a car that you can comfortably afford? I mean, it, it still blows my mind. And believe me, I've done this. You know, the car that I drive right now, my Tesla, when I financed it, I put 15,000 pounds into this thing, cash, deposit. Or was it 10? Might have been 10. 10,000 pounds cash deposit into this thing. My payments were more than my mortgage. My payments were like 864 pounds a month. Think about that. That's nuts. Now, I was earning really, really well back then. I was in Canary Wharf. I could comfortably afford it. But I, did I need to go that far? No, I didn't. Now, if I'm completely honest with myself, I bought that car because, hey, it's a Tesla. There aren't that many of these things on the road at that point. You know, this is back in 2000. 15. I was one of the first people to be driving this thing where I live. Now, 
They're all over the place. So there was ego involved in it. And I, and I want to encourage you, when you're thinking about buying things, how much of it is down to ego? How much of it is it down to impressing people that, frankly, don't care about you? Can we be honest with ourselves here? Like, seriously. Especially as men, we have that ego thing, right? We want to drive a nice car for the women. That's natural. I get it. I do. I get it 100%. But what's, what's better? What will make you feel more of a man driving the car or knowing that actually I've got my money situation locked down? My money situation is fine. It's sweet. I've got security, financial security. I know so too many people who are driving around in very nice cars who don't have a pot to piss in, so to speak. If they lost their job, they're desolate. I know people who are earning six figures who are laden in debt, living beyond their means. And this is something else I talk about in, in the book. We have that lifestyle creeping thing, right? Where we earn more money, we spend more money. We need to be more, we need to be more conscious, more intentional around debt. And so look, if you are struggling with debt, this is my one piece of advice for this episode. I'm not going to tell you to go do X, Y, Z. What I am going to ask you to do is speak to the great people at Step Change because they are a debt charity that I, re I respect their work enormously. They weren't around when I was struggling with debt. And back then, I found it so difficult to face the idea of going to somewhere like the Citizens Advice Bureau where, yeah, they can, they can guide you through things, but that's not really what they do, right? That's not what they do. They don't really deal with debt. They deal with a plethora of other things. Debt just happens to be one of those things where they might say, well, you know what? Bankruptcy or IVA is the best option for you. The guys at Step Change are very, very different. And it's a charity. It's a non-for-profit. And on Debt Awareness Week, I can't think of anyone better to signpost to because they do phenomenal work. And I just do want to encourage you guys as well that if you're listening or watching this on YouTube, the biggest thing that stopped me from taking action for the longest time is the shame that comes along with this. The shame of how did I get this wrong? How did I get it so wrong? Like, I must be like really horrible. Like how, how do I put myself in this kind of position? And I speak to many people. When I coach, I speak to a lot of people who are facing this kind of situation. They all recount the same thing. You may be feeling exactly the same way. And I'm going to say what I always say to everyone that I encounter on this kind of topic and general, generally when it comes to money. How are you supposed to know any different if you were never taught something at school, right? Think about it. How are you going to fix a car if you're not a trained mechanic? How? Yeah, now you can go on YouTube and you can watch a few videos and they can tell you how to solve your particular problem with, uh, with visual instruction. But if YouTube isn't there, which if you're of my age, YouTube really wasn't there at that point. How are you supposed to know any better? And so I then ask, where does the embarrassment come from? The answer to that question I gave myself was, well, I'm an adult. I should know better. But again, were well, you taught this in school? I wasn't were you? The answer to that is probably no. And so 
in order to make change, you have to be brave. You have to be courageous. You have to be willing to face the uncomfortable truth. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But, and this is the real kicker, I couldn't gather that courage until I had something tangible to key into. And if you look at my book, you buy my book, again, the link will be down in the show notes in the description on YouTube. I have some tasks that help people ascertain what matters to them in life. Your why, what is your why? Now, many of you may have goals where you want to purchase your first home. You want to spend more time with family. You want to retire early. Key into that because I guarantee you, if you want to purchase your own, your own home, you're struggling with debt, you've been poorly managing your debt, that's going to affect your credit score, which is also going to affect your ability to get on the property ladder. If you want to retire early, well, it is very, very likely that if you're struggling with debt, you don't have enough surplus income to be able to invest and do the things that you need to. If you want to spend more time with family, maybe retire two days a week. If you're struggling with debt, that is going to be unlikely because you're going to need money. You probably aren't feeling the best within yourself either. And we have to address the root cause of the issue. So think about what your why is, what your goal is, and really, really try and hone into that thing. That thing in the next three months, six months, maybe even a year, two, three, four, five that means something to you and let that be the catalyst for change. The catalyst for change for me was the fact that I realized that I was getting on in age, I'm 43. And um, I realized that in order to do some of the things that I'd always dreamed of, like buy my own home, like I'm the kid who was homeless. I slept on the streets. So the idea of owning my own home became a reality because I was earning good money, but I had all this debt. That was that anchor for me. That was the real tangible anchor for me to make change and to really face it. And the, and the strangest thing happened. The minute I plucked up the courage to face it, I felt so much more empowered. I felt so much more in control. And I promise you will feel exactly the same. But it starts with the first step. And the first step that I want you to take is to contact the good people at Step Change. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll have more of these conversations on the pod and on YouTube. But let me know if you are watching this on YouTube or if you are listening to this on the podcast, what you think. Message me on Instagram or just leave a comment down below in the section, in the comment section. 